Good morning, everyone. We are looking at the July edition of Alaska Economic Trends. It's prepared by the State Department of Labor's Research and Analysis Unit. In this part, we are speaking with economist Neil Freed, who penned the article, The Cost of Living in Alaska. I think you'll quickly pick up on the theme in this month's edition. Neil, why did you pen this article? Well, good morning, uh, Kevin. Well, one of the main reasons, we, we write about this topic, you know, every year. Um, you know, the, the rate of inflation and those statistics are very important to a lot of different businesses and individuals because they use these numbers to adjust, adjust different types of contracts, minimum wages, Social Security, all kinds of things in a very practical sense. And then, of course, we all know that inflation um, has reared its ugly head. Um, we're seeing rates, you know, the highest rates we've seen since the 1990s. Uh, so that also is, you know, capturing uh, more attention. Um, so there are a couple of reasons, but it's just one of those very practical statistics that comes out every other month um, for Alaska and, and measures that change in the cost of living between one period of time to another. It, it kind of gives you a feel for how much your buying power has eroded um, over time if we have um, positive inflation. And so think in 2020, 2021, what happened to the lead up in 2022? What indicators were you watching? We really, you know, for prior to 2020, we didn't spend a whole lot of time looking at these numbers. If you took the 10-year average, uh, inflation was about 1.5% a year, so it was kind of dull, boring, and kind of very predictable. And then all of a sudden in 2020, when COVID hit, we actually, instead of, you know, significant inflation, we saw deflation where theoretically the cost of living in Alaska actually fell for this first time that in our history or since it was being measured, which was in the early 1960s. And then, of course, we just the opposite happened um, in 2021. We started to see those numbers um, increase quite dramatically. So we went from a, a negative 1.1% in 2020 to an annual average of 4.9% in 2021, which is the highest increase we had seen since 1990. And then since then, um, you know, we've had two measures in, in 2022, and the last one uh, was showing an increase of 7.5% over the year. Now, there's it was looking at basically April of 2021 to April 2022, so we, we saw this sort of acceleration um, take place in the cost of living. And the story is not just unique to Alaska, but it's been happening across the country. And so that's almost a seven times percent increase. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, in 15, 16, and 17, we had a half a percent or less um, rate of inflation. So, um, yeah, we've seen a big, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's enough that it's really capturing people's attention. So, Neil, could you break down the average urban Alaskan's expenses? What percentage does housing, gas, and food all take up? Yeah, and that's an interesting one because, you know, we, we spend our money, you know, we all spend it a little differently. But on average, um, the average Alaskan, and it's pretty that's true for the average American, we spend about 41% on housing. Um, that's the single biggest item. And, and this, the consumer price index is weighted by where we spend our money. Um, the second biggest category is, is transportation. 
whether it's buying a car, putting gas in a car, taking care of it, flying to Hawaii or whatever, <coughs> excuse me, that's the second highest. And then the third highest is food and beverages <coughs> is where we spend you know, the uh, third most, excuse me, amount of our money. And, and then, it, you know, it goes to other things as well, like health care, recreation, et cetera. And so on on the topic of food costs, <laughs> what happened? I go to the store and I have to pay more for less food now. That's right. And that really started to rear its head in a significant way this year. If we look at those April numbers, um, to April annual numbers, it was up by about 11%. Um, and some was even higher. For example, meat, eggs, fish, poultry, that was up by about 14%. Um, you know, fruits and vegetables a little less, about 9%. So, yeah, you know, food really began to accelerate in 2022. <laughs> uh, and of course, then I got to get into my car to go gas up, but I'm not getting much help there either. No, you're not. I mean, you know, gasoline, you know, April, April is up 52%, you know, and we all know that. I mean, that's well documented. Um, and that's something we see every day, you know, it almost gets too much attention because um, it's one of those annual reminders. You know, another interesting thing is if we were in the car market, we wanted to buy a used car, they've increased by over 20% each year, which is, just a very strange phenomenon that's never happened. We've seen gasoline prices go up before, um, and Alaskans are pretty in tune to that because it also means that the price of oil is up and um, our treasury is getting a lot richer as well, um, unlike some places that don't benefit at all from those higher energy prices. Um, Alaska gets it on both on the negative side but also on the positive side as well. So. Tell us what happened to housing costs. I understand it's been higher compared to the last 10 years. It is. Uh, housing, of course, is a big weight, as we talked earlier, but it's the, it hasn't it's seen the increases quite as dramatic as some of the other things. Um, and, you know, we have to remember that was up by a little less than 4% year to year, but, you know, the vast majority of people are, are in homes where they're paying a mortgage, and that really hasn't changed very much. Um, you know, for uh, a, a, a very large group of people. Now, it's beginning to show up in rent um, just sort of this year. We're, we're seeing some um, significant rent increases, so that will be an interesting one to watch um, in the future. In the south-central part of the state, where we heat our homes with natural gas, um, it hasn't changed that much. Now, in other parts, when the winter comes, um, and where fuel oil is a significant ingredient, um, that will be another one to watch. Um, of course, maybe things will change um, by then. But but it's it, it, it's although it's increased less than four percent, that's more than it had been for. Uh, that's a big, still the biggest increase we've seen in a very long time. So you had wrote that national and global forces rather than local factors drive most price changes, but housing can be an exception. Uh, why is that? 
it can be an exception, but in this case, it's not an exception. Um, the, the, our national data and Alaska data housing is pretty, has been pretty similar. But like a good example for people that remember this, and probably many people don't, um, but during the 1980s, the late 1980s, when our economy crashed um, and real estate prices in Alaska really collapsed, and so did rental prices, uh, that didn't happen nationally. So we actually saw, I think, some deflationary forces in housing during that period, while the rest of the country saw inflationary forces. So sometimes local um, conditions um, can be very different in the housing market um, from one place to another. But in this case, we're sort of following the national trends. And I understand that's that's uh, it, it's typical for Alaska to follow the national trends, right? For the CPI, it is. For inflation, it is because so many goods and services that the prices of those are not determined locally, but are really determined on the national market and, to some extent, the international market. A classic example is the price of, of gasoline. That has very little, the change in the price of gasoline, we should say, that has very little to do with local conditions. That's mostly national, or the price of clothing, or, you know, the price of lumber to build new housing is, is, is affected in the same way. The, the price of transportation. Um, so, so many of that, those items that, make up our average consumption, like food, another, another good example, um, uh, is not determined locally. So to save from you having to pull out the crystal ball on where inflation's heading, what are you hearing regarding inflation? You know, there's really two um, you know, schools of thought there. I mean, I, I think when we... we when 2022 are done, I think we probably will have inflation higher this year than we did in 2021. The average in 2021 was 4.9%. Um, right now, we're, we're running at over 7.5%. Some people believe with the higher interest rates and such, it's going to start to dampen demand. There's some examples of that and demand for housing and other items. Um, supply chain um, issues may be, you know, softening or improving. On the other hand, we have the, the war in Ukraine. Um, so there's really two schools. Some um, and then others believe that, you know, it becomes sort of part of, you know, gets ingrained in our economy, and it's, and it's harder to shake than um, than some people might think. So I'm not willing to predict what's going to happen to inflation. It's very, I'm, and I've tried it before and been wrong many times. It's a very difficult thing to predict. I mean, I think the one thing we can hope is it does come down, um, and there's a good chance it will, but, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. Well, hopefully in the future I can pay a little less for meat and eggs. Right, exactly. Well, very good. Well, thank you, Neil, for joining us this morning. You bet. We'll be to the second part after the break. And we're back with the Alaska Department of Labor regarding the July edition of Alaska Economic Trends. Program Unit Chief Dan Robinson joins us in this part. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Now, Ms. Teal wrote about how costs in our state stack up to national costs. Uh, tell us about this article. Right. So we talked earlier about how you, two different ways to compare cost of living. One is the same place over time, which is what people think of as inflation. The other 
important way is to compare costs at the same time period in different locations to find out how much more or less it costs to live in different places. Alaskans know that it generally is more expensive to live here. But some of that is kind of an artifact. It used to be it used to be far more true in the 80s than it is now. A lot of other U.S. cities have become more expensive than Alaska because mostly of housing. Which is our primary expense here. In exactly. City. When you think about the, we, the, the, Neil probably talked about this, the market basket of goods. When you think about what a consumer spends or anybody spends their money on, the biggest uh, is always housing, whether they rent or unless they have some strange situation where they're still in their parents' basement or whatever. Oh, uh, well. Well, so what, so here in the article, we know, as you mentioned, things cost more up here, but among Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Juneau, how do they stack up? Yeah, so they're part of one, this survey, it's done by the, it's called C2ER, which the details don't matter a lot, but it, it compares the, the consumption patterns of, of highest, the, the highest quintile of professional households. So that's a minor caveat, but Anchorage um, is, is, is 30% higher than the average U.S. city or the, the average city used in this study, which is essentially the same thing for our purposes here. So 30% higher, so 130% of the average U.S. city. Juno, 128% roughly, and Fairbanks, a little less expensive, 124%. All three noticeably more expensive than the average U.S. city. And she wrote that health care costs are among the highest in the nation. How high were we up there? Yeah, it both we, we that's long been the case and, and not just a little bit high, extraordinarily. I mean, so, for example, Anchorage, 153 percent of the U.S. city. Honolulu is 120 percent. So significantly more expensive health care in Anchorage than Honolulu than, than San Francisco. So these very high cost cities in Alaska, health care is even more expensive. All three cities are about roughly 150% of the U.S. average. And it makes me wonder where that puts the premiums then. Yeah, there, and that's something else that Sarah included in her article, which is good. The, for, under the Affordable Care Act, there are different premiums for different states depending on the marketplace and some of that complicated stuff. But Alaska is the fourth highest state by that measure. Um, premium, $672. The highest was, is West Virginia, um, seven fifty two. So uh, again, towards the very high end in terms of uh, the cost of health care in Alaska. And so when we think about the living expenses and much of what we had spoke with uh, Mr. Freed about in the first part of the program, could you explain the costs of living expenses between Anchorage and other lower 48 communities? There's an example where if you earned $50,000 in Anchorage and that went towards living expenses, you would, on the other hand, only need 33000 if you were living in San Francisco. Could you explain that? Yeah, it's another interesting way to look at it. And this also taps into that same study, the same top income quintile. But uh, it's an important way to look at it, to think, if, if, I, if I, like you said, if I make $50,000 in Anchorage, how much more or less would I need to make in these other cities that I may consider moving to to have a similar quality of housing, a similar amount of eating out. So um, at the, at the, and it's a little bit counterintuitive, a low figure. So if you earn 50,000 in um, Anchorage, for example, no, if you, if you earn 50,000 in San Diego, 
you know, I'm, I'm getting mixed up. If you earn 50000 in Anchorage, you could live in San Diego for 43000 I got that backwards. I got that backwards. <laughs> to live in, if you earn 43000 in San Diego, you'd need 50000 to live similarly in Anchorage. There, finally got it. That's confusing. And so this is an advertisement for going to Trends to see this chart. Oh, yes. But, but, it, but it does show the high-end San Diego, San Francisco, the low-end um, Tallahassee, Fort Lauderdale, some of the Florida cities. And the range is fairly wide. So it's, it's, I think it's useful mostly for that point to show that um, the, the, the cost of living in different parts of the country, re- and again, it's mostly because of housing, really does differ by, by quite a range. So, so basically, taking the San Francisco example, it would cost less to live there as compared to what 50,000 may get you up there in Anchorage. That, that, the, the chart's a little bit confusing that way. It's, it's the opposite of what you said. So if you made 50,000 in San Francisco, you would need to... Uh, I'm getting lost again. I apologize for this. Well, we can, we can move on. Yeah, because there was yeah. another article. Again, go to the chart. It makes sense if you think about it a little bit, but you do have to think about it a little bit. And we labeled it carefully when we were putting this together. It's just in talking about it. So, so coming back to just in Alaska, it costs in the state. Uh, Teal had wrote another article regarding that. And within that article, it talks about this fuel survey. Tell us about that. Yeah. And, and roughly just Sarah talked about first Alaska cities compared to other U.S. cities. And then the second article that we did that she did looks at specific costs within the state. And this 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 chart, it's the first chart in this article comparing costs within Alaska, has a major caveat that the survey done and it was done by uh, Department of Commerce, Community and Economic Development for fuel costs pretty important uh, issue for Alaskans. It was done before the very recent spike. So, and what you see, both for heating fuel and for gasoline, that if you live in a place that has to fly in, um, or, or in some cases barge in fuel, it's going to be far more expensive than if you live in a population center, um, Anchorage, uh, where especially, but also southeast, where the the uh, it's easier to get it's easier and less expensive to get that stuff there. So at the very high end, at the time in, in winter of 2022, um, Atka gasoline was 8.35 a gallon. It's probably three or four dollars higher now. And at the lower end, you see Juno Anchorage at the time Juno was 3.60. Just for reference, Fairbanks was uh, let's see 3.85. So again, a really, and that wouldn't be true of other states. Alaska has remote in a way that other states don't imagine. And plus some of those communities, their fuel costs are subsidized as well. Yeah, that's true. That's an important thing to remember that um, through power cost equalization or other other mechanism, policy mechanisms, these aren't necessarily the costs that people there pay. They're that's an important t- thing to keep in mind. And plus, they have to pay for the shipping of getting it right. all there to begin right. with. Right. And that varies, um, especially if the shipping uh, requires fuel, which it does. Mm. And uh, to, to move on to another part, the Alaska Housing Finance Corporation said that the average home price is $403,000 in the state, but I read that several communities surpass that average. Yeah, this is a, uh, we do a couple of things uh, for AHFC 
to help them get a handle on housing costs and kind of where to invest some of their discretionary funds. Um, and the average house price, so this is a sales price if it includes a mortgage. And the, like you said, the statewide total, about 400,000 at the, at the very high end, Ketchikan over this time period, which was early part of 2022, was 100,000 higher. So think of that, the average sales price of a house in Ketchikan over $500,000, 503. The other, the other three, the other four cities that were above the statewide average that we show, Juneau, 481, Anchorage, 445. Matsu, surprisingly, was above average at 418, and then Bethel, 414. And so we've, I mean, so let's say I can't afford a house in, in this condition. What about renting? Yeah, we do a, a rental survey every year. And they're uh, similar to, to housing prices. The rental costs went up and vacancy rates went down. We have a an issue with supply, both for purchase and for rentals. And they're the average rent, median adjusted rent, which means includes utilities, was uh, twelve seventy nine, and the three uh, cities that we identify as being above that, and there are others, but that we we point out here, Sitka was at the high end, thirteen fifty, Anchorage just a little bit lower, thirteen forty, and then Fairbanks, kind of surprisingly, Fairbanks rental costs are driven largely by military because military is such a big part, but they were, for some of those reasons, a little higher than average in this time period. So for a little bit of a roundup here, uh, Dan, uh, how did the economy gauge? Yeah, so the gauge, the economy, it's interesting. We it, The idea of the gauges is to see as a as a group looking at a lot of a different economic metrics, whether we're whether above or below a 10-year historical norm. And with only one exception, we're, we're in the positive territory. So we're in the positive side of the gauge. We still do have some ground to make up from the COVID losses, but generally unemployment rates are low, job growth is 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 okay. One of the things that, that we remind people once in a while is we've got this long-term negative net migration trend. More people want out of Alaska than in Alaska, than move to Alaska for nine straight years, and, and we need to pay attention to why jobs, quality of life, um, uh, stability, some of those things. But in general, all of the ga- almost all of the gauges put us in the, in the positive territory. Very good. Is there anything you'd like to add? I think that's it. Lots happening. Um, some, some changing of, of long-held assumptions about how things move together. But, uh, but there, there, there are things to like about our direction generally. And is there any word on what the might next article might be? Yeah, the, we're going to talk about um, air transportation, which has gone through a lot of interesting kind of, uh, what, chaotic times recently. Um, that's the main article, and the second article escapes me. Yeah, but we'll be more gauges, more state rankings, it's kind of the similar stuff that I hope people start to look to to get a sense of where we are. And they just have to go to the labor website for all these? Yeah, I think the easiest way, if you Google Alaska Economic Trends, it will be the first thing that pops up. Very good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dan, for joining us this morning. Thank you. All right. And thank you for tuning in this July 12th. We'll be speaking with Native Corporation Gold Belt tomorrow, so be sure to tune into that. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off.